Warning, we're going to be discussing events for currently running weekly anime. If you want to avoid spoilers for certain shows, there are timestamps in the description. Welcome back to the Time Seek Anime Podcast. It is week two of spring 2019. Yes, not winter 2019. Not Uh, not winter 2018. (laughs) (laughs) No, nothing like that. It is spring 2019. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, your host, Rex, and this is my co-host. Jay, how's it going, everybody? So, uh, how you doing? I'm doing All right, let's go. Move it on. (laughs) Very funny. Is this because I kind of snubbed you last week? No. No, nothing to do with that? I'd never be as... Uh, petty petty is to do that <laughs> oh sure yeah let's yeah totally never mind <laughs> so we're second week into the new season uh we've finally gotten all the new stuff i think everything is out except for attack on titan yeah i think attack on titan is not out yet and that's the yeah. only thing attack on titan is going to be picking up i think halfway through the season because yeah. i think it's literally 12 episodes and they don't want to like end mid-season so they're probably trying to make it so it it times off so it's going to end as spring ends. Well, but that doesn't make much sense either because, like, usually a season will, uh, because usually a season will go for 12 episodes. So how many episodes? Oh, is, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So that would mean <laughs> they would be ending, they would be ending halfway through summer. Yeah, that's for true. Some reason. I don't exactly know when they're going to start. I don't know either. It's, it seems very strange. Or yeah. maybe it was just a typo on Kitsu. I don't know. Well, all I know is it's not out yet. Uh, but there's been a lot of stuff to watch. Uh, 17 shows we have, uh, we're going to be talking about today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, uh, before that, let's get on to some news for the week. Uh, we got a Madhouse production assistant has been hospital- uh, hospitable- hospitalized. 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 <laughs> Sound it out. Due to overwork. Uh, and he demands compensation for unpaid overtime. Uh-huh. So, yeah, this has been a... Pretty hot button story this week mm. is uh, he was there was a guy who well, apparently a lot of I mean not a lot but a couple employees in Madhouse have been working like uh, over two hundred hours of overtime per month. Good lord, uh, unpaid overtime, mind you. Like I think they're still getting paid normal wages, mm. but they're not getting paid for overtime. what they should be getting yeah. paid for overtime, uh, which is pretty fucking nuts. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, two hundred hours of overtime in a month. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah. Um, that that's the 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 source from that is the I don't know the guy's name, but the the guy who's uh yeah trying to form a lawsuit against Madhouse. Okay. Yeah. And we'll obviously, as per usual, include any links to these uh to these articles in the uh, description yeah, yeah, below. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's pretty. That's been a pretty common problem here in the um, anime industry for a few years now. Actually, at least it's been gaining. Like this is a huge. Like this is a huge deal too. Like there's actually. There's a word for, like, uh, people who die from, like, overwork in Japan. Like, it became so common. <laughs> like, I'm not even it's kidding. It's a societal thing? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, uh, I know there's a lot of pressure to, yeah. do your, to do your job and do it well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that plays a lot of into it. But at the same time, yeah, this the animation industry is no different. Like, the animation industry, like, has had this problem going on for a while. Animators get, like, paid... Not the best of wages and have insane hours to keep. So, yeah. And if this, uh, and if this madhouse thing is any indication, yeah, something kind of needs to change. Yeah, I think. Assuming that this guy is in the right and he's mm-hmm. not making stuff up, this is a good thing to bring to light mm-hmm. for sure. Because 
it's like yeah, like you just said, it's something that needs to change, and the more people that actually talk about it, you know, the more likely it is that you know a lot of people are going to pick up on it and then also voice their opinions. So the the studios need to be pressured, yeah, from, from all angles, really, for this to fix itself. And I and this is and this is a rumor, and feel free to interject with uh, anything that you guys have heard from about it. But uh, I've heard that the that some of the better studios to work with, as far as like the. Uh, as far as working conditions and stuff go for animators, are places like KyoAni and uh, Uf- uh, UFO Table. I almost said UFOtable again. <laughs> um, because, old habits die hard. Yeah, old habits die hard. But uh, KyoAni like pays their animators pretty well. They actually have like an on-site cafeteria and stuff like that. As far as I've heard, and Uf- uh, UFO Table. Gotta keep tre- teaching myself to say UFO Table, but uh, UFO Table does much of the same because apparently. UFO tables uh, shows don't typically have that much bigger budgets than your average anime studio. Yeah, it's just passion. Yeah, skill. it's just passion, skill, and probably not snubbing your employees. Yeah, happy employees make a happy product. Exactly. But if you guys, like we said, if you guys have anything you want to share about that or anything interesting about it, we are more than happy to listen. We we think this yeah. is a huge deal, and we want to learn more about it. So feel free to share something. Stuff in the comments. So next up is uh, we got a the first teaser trailer for Makoto Shinkai's new movie, Weathering With You. Yeah. And it looks absolutely gorgeous. Uh, of course. Granted, <laughs> it's a Makoto Shinkai film. Is yeah. anybody really surprised by that at this point? Yeah. So, um, I mean, like all of his other stuff, it's uh, it's another original story. Yeah. Um, written by him. Uh, probably, like, probably centered around family. Mm. That's what all of his movies have uh, been. No, really. you're thinking Mamoru Hosoda. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Makoto, Shin- Makoto Shinkai is... typically has like romance subplots. Yeah, like, Makoto Shinkai was your name, right? Uh, your he was behind your name, uh, five centimeters second, yeah. stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's all about like it's all about like love, unrequited love, uh, like not being able to be with the person you want to be with, with your name being the exception. It. He's kind of a little bit of a one-trick pony here. Granted, he polishes his ponies it's up. It's a very pretty pony. Yeah, it's yeah. a very pretty <laughs> pony. So, like, I'm That not... one trick is, that's is one... beautiful. Yeah, so, like, I'm a little bit, uh... Like, I'll definitely watch it, at least for the spectacle of it, but as far as the story and stuff goes, I'm not expecting a whole lot. It could be very well done and very well executed, but... Well, I, I mean, you... Even though his his uh, movies have a very centralized theme, they're all good. Yeah, they are. Like, and I fully expect this one to be good as well. Uh, like, we're getting a worldwide release, like same date for everyone everywhere. And that's really no surprise, considering just the smash hit that your name was. Oh yeah. Like just considering how how widespread it became and just like the amount of acclaim that went behind that movie. Yeah. Like, I, it's not a surprise. I'm kind of disappointed. I didn't get to see that one in theaters. Yeah. That would have been a treat to watch in theaters. Cause but... uh, I, yeah, I saw that on, um, I think we saw it together on Blu-ray at a friend's house. Oh uh, yeah. We were over at a friend's house and we watched it and uh, yeah, that was a really good movie. Like I enjoyed it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go on record and say it's probably my favorite anime movie ever, or even the best anime movie I've ever seen. It was a it was a treat to watch. Yeah. It's definitely a visual treat. Uh, but the 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 basic plot synopsis for this movie, if you haven't heard about it yet, is uh, as a guy who moved out to Tokyo. Uh, he was like a flip flopping around, couldn't find a job, and he got a job as a writer at an occult office. And yeah. uh, and then he like meets this girl who can control the weather, 
and she has a little brother and they're living together and there there's not a whole lot out there on what the movie's actually about yeah uh but the trailer showed the girl flying around in the air flying around in the air like making the rain pick up or making it stop stuff like that yeah as per usual makoto shinkai knows how to make rain look incredibly <laughs> pretty yeah it's like it's like the anime food of yeah. liquid yeah oh my god yeah he he really likes his rain <laughs> let's just say that and it looks great like there's not much a whole lot else to say it just looks like a very appealing like aesthetically yeah. appealing movie uh, it's coming out in july something i want to say july 2nd july 3rd is yeah, I'm not entirely sure. All I know is for sure it's coming on in July. And yeah, I'm for sure going to go see it in theaters. Yeah, I I'll probably <laughs> go see it in theaters as well. It like even my skepticism aside, like I have no doubt that I'll in, at least enjoy myself. Like I'm not going to absolutely hate it or anything. I'm just a little bit of a jaded cynic. You hear anything else this week? Uh, I haven't. All right then. Uh... But you, what my opinion doesn't matter to you, does it, Rex? <laughs> <laughs> no, your opinion is very important, and I value it highly. Oh, really? Well, you wouldn't have a show otherwise, I guess, so... Uh, moving on to <laughs> the continuing shows yeah. for, for this week. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of new stuff, but uh, we're continuing over a couple shows from last week. One thing, well, really quick, one thing we're not continuing over yeah. is uh, After Lost. Ugh, yeah. After Lost is right. After I saw this first episode, I completely lost interest <laughs> in it. Let, let me just say that. Yeah. Like, maybe maybe the whole Madhouse scandal had something to do with this, because this was produced by Studio Madhouse, but this was just bad. Like, I was really disappointed with it. Conceptually, it wasn't anything absolutely amazing, but it seemed interesting enough, like, to give it a shot. I wish I could take back that shot that I gave it. Yeah, the best way to explain it is that it was just too many characters, uh, too much plot, not a, not none of the none of which being explained very well. Uh, there was a very ham-fisted attempt at making you feel bad for the main female uh, protagonist. Uh, like like, like sad music, more sad music. Oh, she's crying. Are, Are you, you crying sad yet? yet? <laughs> yeah. Um. What's in a like really janky 3D models? Like it showed like the uh, it showed them walking through like uh, that really famous intersection in Tokyo. I don't know what it's called, but something crossing. Yeah, the the one that you see in like Persona Five and stuff like that. It's mm, a, a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, but you get the idea. And it showed it showed like uh, the main girl who was like drawn, but then it showed like a bunch of janky CGI figures. Like, it's like, oh, gee, I wonder who the main focus of this scene is supposed to be. Yeah. And unlike Durara, which actually, which actually it made it look good because they were supposed to kind of blend into the background. These just, ironically, the fact that they were in CG just made them stand out, like, and, like, clash way too much. Yeah, so if, if you have already seen the episode, I'm sorry. If you like it, I'm happy for you. And if you haven't seen it, you're not missing out on anything. Yeah. It, who knows? Maybe it's going to pick. Maybe it'll pick up in the next couple episodes. But I'm not willing to give it another yeah. shot. That's that's my take on it. So actually, what we're we're talking about, uh, Demon Slayer. First of all, uh, yes, Demon Slayer. It's it's still continuing to be a good series so far. Yeah. The this like I said last episode. Uh, the the character motivation I think is really well done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just the way Tanjiro's actually got a kind of a. A tangible goal in yeah. front of him. It's not just kind of wandering around. Uh, makes it easier to follow along 
uh, early on, anyways, because some some shows take a while to pick up because you're trying to figure out what the main character's motivations are, what yeah. the plot is, and everything. This is just my family's dead, my sister's a demon. Gotta fix my sister. <laughs> yeah, I gotta fix my sister, and I also want to find the demon that killed my family. That specific yeah. demon. Which, because it's not like Attack on Titan, where where it's like, oh, I have to kill every kill titan. Jinda. Yeah, kill every <laughs> single titan. It's some. It's just, I want to find this one specific demon. Like, yeah. because, and that's, that's kind of tangible and relatable enough. It's like, okay, you just want to find the one thing that actually was solely responsible not like some grandiose goal like oh i have to kill every single one of these things coming on the show so far i i like how they're kind of it's mainly a serious show but they're weaving a little comedy yeah pretty well like a little comedy bits kind of like a golden comedy oh yeah yeah Um, so so like in this episode like at the beginning where he's just like i'm paying you like no "No, it's fine no i'm paying you he like fucking smacks the shit out of me i'm paying you (laughs) oh geez i clipped the microphone sorry people fix it in post yeah i'll fix it in post (laughs) anyway don't give away our trade secrets anyway so that was funny and then uh and then of course like uh nezuko like being an adorable little uh demon girl that she is and kind of this is the same voice actress, I think we brought this up last week, as uh, Tai Yamada from Zombieland mm-hmm. Saga, and who also voiced Sailor Moon, which, fun fact about that if you didn't know, but uh, she is very, like, growly characters now. Apparently she can make herself smaller. Yeah, I mean, because she made herself bigger before, so it made it makes some degree of sense. <laughs> like, just Tanjiro was just, like, thinking and said, like, oh, yeah, this probably works. Yeah. It's like, think small, get smaller, you could do it. And then, yeah, she sits in there like a cat. Yeah. If I, if I fits, I sits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just that, that whole mentality. That was a fun little scene to watch. And then we get into the meat of this episode. Tanjiro finds himself a mentor. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I guess that was the meat of the episode because uh, that kind of starts as soon as the, the demon appears. Yeah. Uh, it was really interesting seeing um, Nezuko just stand there in the house looking at the dead bodies just slobbering because she probably wanted to eat them really badly. Yeah, but she had that piece of bamboo in her mouth or whatever yeah. it is. I'm pretty sure it's bamboo. Yeah, well, um, well yeah, like I said last time, I'm pro- it's probably like herbs or something in there. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, suppressing something. Yeah, I imagine so. Uh, but yeah, it's like the... <laughs> uh, the training montage or whatever, kind of. Yeah. Like, yeah, you gotta... You must go through my trial to reach yeah. that, which was an uh, absolutely fantastic part of the episode. Oh, probably, yeah. probably my favorite part of the episode, because that action scene of him running down the hill and avoiding the traps and everything was yeah. just... Ugh. Yeah, and then... the table, so good. And then it gives a little bit of a... It gives a little bit of context and a little bit of realism here, because, yeah, he has a gifted sense of smell, and he is able to, like, pick up on kind of subtle details like that. But as he acknowledged himself, he's not athletic enough to be able to avoid all of them. And he yeah, knows that. That, that's, that. That was actually a really cool realistic touch. Yeah. Just because I can see them coming doesn't mean I can suddenly avoid them. Yeah, and then uh, and then he just shows up at the end. He's all, like, beaten up and bruised. He's got, like, blood on his shoulder and stuff like that. And it's just, it, re- it paints a really... A relatively realistic, what I mm-hmm. would think, somebody going through intense training. Like yeah, he's that. a he's a really smart protagonist. Yeah, because uh, he he didn't try to avoid all the traps. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I know I can't avoid all of them, so I'll just do my best to avoid the ones I can, and then uh, I guess I'll just get hit with the rest of them. Yeah, exactly. Like, 
and the ones that'll hopefully cause the least amount of pain. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the, kind of going a little bit back to the whole uh, demon bit, though, it was interesting because we find a little bit more about how demons actually are killed. Like, mm-hmm. for very, one... Very vampire-esque. Yeah, and it's it's actually, it was really unsettling because the vamp... I almost said vampire. <laughs> um, the demon like got his head cut off, and then he sprouted arms, yeah, that and then started weird. crawling. I was like, "What? They can do that?" I guess that's how that works. Yeah, they. And then apparently, yeah, you have to actually like kill the head completely. Yes, yeah, probably smash the brain. Yeah, I imagine because, like he said, stabbing it wouldn't work, and then. He headbutted the like uh, Tanjiro headbutted the demon a few times, didn't he? Yeah, to to get the axe out of the demon's hands or yep. out of the demon's hair or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, he has a really that big scar on his head was probably from a pretty big impact. Yeah, I imagine like. so because like just judging from context clues, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. He's got a really hard head. The guy was like, his head's like steel. Yeah, exactly. He's like freaking rocky. <laughs> yeah, I just just love the strategy of. Just keep hitting it with my head until it stops moving. Yeah, because, I mean, I think that headbutting, nobody wins in a headbutt. Somebody yeah. just loses a little <laughs> bit less. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Tanjiro completed the test. Yeah, Tanjiro. And I think it's uh, pretty much where the episode cut off. I, and I think next episode we're going to get a little bit more training montage with uh, Tengu Mask Man. Uh, Urokodaki. Oh yes, Urokodaki, that's his name. Yeah. Uh, and maybe meet more of the Demon Slaying Corps. Like, yeah, the stuff that people we see in the OP. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of which... The OP is freaking gorgeous. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, the My favorite thing about it is seeing, like, um, Tanjiro's, like, water dragon attacks. Oh, and How God. it's, like, kind of like Chinese calligraphy. Yeah, that was so motion. cool. It's such a cool effect. Yeah, and it, it it's even cooler because the art is very... Kind of washed out colors. Yeah, yeah. Like, very dim. And then the special attacks are very vibrant and bright, so they yeah. pop out more. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Like, I I know exactly what you're talking about. It it makes the opening really just stand out. Yeah. I think this is going to be probably one of my favorites of the season, just yeah. judging off the first, first two episodes. On to a show that we've actually been talking about for a while. The Dodoro has recently picked back up after a week hiatus. Thank God. Oh, yeah. man. Forgot how much I missed this show in yeah. just one week. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we got a new OP. Which was really good, by the way. I don't yeah. think it was this... I don't personally have, like, the same attachment to it that I have the that I had the first. Uh, I, I'm sure you will. Eventually. Give it a few weeks. Yeah, give Be- it a few weeks. Because uh, sometimes with OPs, I, I think, like, okay, I don't know how to feel about this one. This one, I'm immediately like, okay, I like it. Yeah, this this op is i'm not gonna say that i didn't dis that i uh dislike this op because i didn't yeah. i think this op was very good like it it definitely was a lot more hopeful i guess than the first op because the first one was a little bit more somber I, I think actually i didn't like the song uh after the like after seeing the op the first two times with the the, the back in the original op mm-hmm. uh but yeah like by like the third or fourth mm-hmm. uh time watching it, i was like i love it it's so good yeah exactly um maybe yeah. And I still think that, I still think, like, my opinion will probably almost definitely change as weeks go by, but for now, I definitely like this first OP more. But that's only, yeah. but it'll change, for sure, after uh, getting used to this OP. So, on to the actual episode. Yeah, there's, it, I might just be overthinking it, but it, it definitely feels uh, to me that there's a little bit of an art style shift, mm. uh, at least with Dororo. Mm. Dororo just seems more mature maybe that's just what they're doing with like uh 
how how she kind of moves around and uh, holds herself. Mm-hmm. She just seems less kind of less like a bratty kid. Mm. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but she's still very, mi- but she's still very mischievous and cocky and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Which that part of her personality hasn't changed, and I absolutely adore that. Like she has a lot of really just funny facial expressions and a very animated way she walks. Yeah, like yeah. her walk cycle <laughs> is just like would do. Like, put my leg out as far as possible, because maybe I'm trying to actually keep up with Hyakimaru. Yeah, that's probably it, pretty much. Yeah, I imagine so. But I'm going to pretend like I'm relaxed and keep my head, arms up. But anyway, so a few months, as far as I know, have passed uh, since uh, the events of the last episode. Or some time, or some degree of time has passed. Yeah. Like, so, because they're on the run from Daigo. They've gotten out of his domain. And now they're just kind of uh, looking for the demons again. Yakimaru is apparently fluent in talking now. Yeah, that's that's one thing I still they think they haven't explained super well. Yeah, but they did actually have a callback to the whole, like, maybe he's still not entirely used to really loud noises yet, because Dodoro kind of shouted and then immediately covered her mouth, like, in at one point in the episode. Uh, but the, uh, the demon, the demon this the face week, demon. Yeah, was, was interesting. Yeah. I don't really know how the demon's powers worked. Mm. Like, it just, like, made... Did, did it uh, possess the dead body, or did it just make a body? Um, as far as I can tell, the uh, the statue was actually the demon. But, yeah. Yeah, the statue was the demon, and I think it actually sort of gave some of its power to the... Uh, to the sculptor. So yeah, it I think it was the face. dead sculptor. Yeah. And, the, and that just made the dead... Well... So the demon was the dead sculptor, mm-hmm. or I guess the demon was an incarnation of the dead sculptor, and mm-hmm. then somehow magic, wibbly-wombly magic yeah. made the guy alive again. But it was really surprising seeing how much humanity it had. Yeah. Uh, because after, I mean, it probably killed, like, a bunch of people, mm-hmm. but after, like, uh, interacting with Dororo, and Dororo has this kind of childlike innocence mm-hmm. that probably isn't very common Mm-hmm. In the world, because there's a lot of shitty stuff happening, war yeah. and all that stuff. And given Dodoro's background, it's just even more surprising because Dodoro, like, yeah, has had a terrible childhood, but mm-hmm. has but has been able to actually stay somewhat hopeful, which I think is a really refreshing given this show. Yeah, well, probably in no in no do in no small part due to uh, Hyakimaru just being around. Yeah, yeah, kind of saving her all the time. And yeah, kind of there's a bond there that helps. Absolutely. But yeah, it was it was cool seeing the. The demon in the end was just decided not to kill them. Yeah, it didn't really redeem itself oh, per no. se, but uh, I mean, it just kind of had a nice moment of humanity before it finally passed on. Yeah, we've we've seen uh, the we've seen ghouls and demons though have like human side with them before, yeah, like the, the, uh, the Jiraigumu. Yeah, the spider demon thing. Uh, yeah, that was and that so it isn't entirely new, but uh, and I don't think like I'm actually pretty sure this was not one of the uh, the demons that. Uh, Daigo made a deal with because he, no, he didn't get, get any parts body. Back, yeah, I think yeah. it's only with specific demons mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, which, which, yeah, Hiyakimaru needed to needed to rest. Unfortunately, like because he's been like going with like single minded determination. Like he's pissed. I think like legitimately pissed off at yeah. what happened. It seems he's he's calmed down a little bit by the end of this episode. Or at least he's trying to be more. Um, thoughtful of Dordo because mm-hmm. he's like, we're going to the hot springs, and then after Dordo is like, I lied, and he's like, Nah, we're still going. Yeah, we're still going to the hot springs. <laughs> um, then that 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 moment was 
adorable. Uh, it's easy to forget that Dorodo is a girl. Yeah. Sometimes, because she's like, don't look. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't look at me, because, uh, yeah, we've seen before, like, because the audience knows, and Hyakimaru, I'm almost sure of it, knows by this point, mm-hmm. because that was when he could hear when she said, when yeah. That, yeah, okay, so... Yeah, it's just it's just hilarious still because yeah, Dororo acts like such a little boy most of the time, and it's really funny to see. I'd say Dororo acts like a kid. Yeah, like a little non-gender specific kid. That's fair. Most of the time, so yeah. so. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of funny to always see those moments where, oh, she is a girl. She's embarrassed about her. Uh, yeah, her, her her big brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she, but then we got a map. Mm-hmm. Which is oh that okay yeah about. that I'd almost forgotten about that point. That's a big point. Like yeah, that, it was kind of unclear at the end of the episode if Dorodo actually knew about this ahead of time or not, or if it's like a sudden curse. It it almost seems like it's a sudden curse because it's never been brought up before. Like, yeah, but Dorodo, we've never seen Dorodo's bareback before, mm-mm. so it could have been something that's was maybe like branded onto her when she was younger. Maybe. Like, yeah, we don't, we have no idea. Like, we have, uh, there hasn't been much, there hasn't been much, like, kind of leading up to it, so, I, which is why I'd imagine that it was kind of a sudden thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm pretty, maybe even Dodoro doesn't know about it, but because the way she was acting kind of just gives away the idea that maybe she just didn't want people looking at her back. Like, because, yeah, maybe, which, because those were two young, those were also two young boys that were looking at her. Yeah. So that that was the Pretty much a cliffhanger. Yeah, and I was like, episode. okay, are we going to get an explanation on that? Maybe next episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. We are, yeah. We're next episode. Uh, I, there's one moment that I do want to talk about really quick, and that was the moment when uh, when Dodoro was actually started calling the uh, Okaka, is what, she call, is what the uh, demon girl called mm-hmm. herself, that basically started calling her mom. And just like... Uh, and just like that little moment when she was just kind of like falling asleep. And it's like, yes, I was wondering when the drug would start to kick in. <laughs> like, at first I thought it was like, oh, this is kind of a sweet moment. Okay, this turned dark really quickly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, there it is. <laughs> so uh, next up is Fruits Basket. Uh, which uh, I figured, whatever, let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, even if some people have seen it before, it's still probably fun yeah, listening to us, going through it for the first time. Yeah, like, especially for a couple of reasons. One, like, we have never seen Fruits Basket, like, or read Fruits Basket. I never, like, I, re- I remember watching the first episode in high school. Didn't get into it. I might have brought this up before. But I never read the manga or anything like that. So I want to watch this for a couple reasons. One, because I've never seen it before and I actually want to give it a proper shot. And two, because it actually follows the manga. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess it follows the manga a little closer. Yeah, uh, from what I hear, a lot closer. Anyway, uh, that aside, yeah, we're probably gonna be talking about this for the rest of the yeah. season. Uh, this the second episode was you know just just as good as the first one. We're yeah. gonna see a lot more insight into the the different members of the family. Yeah, the Soma clan. Mm-hmm. And it's seeing uh, seeing how like they have uh yeah, what's his face the cat guy uh Kyo Kyo yeah that? Kyo Soma. Uh, yeah, it's just, apparently he's got some kind of, uh, rivalry with Yuki. Or is it Yuki? Yeah, it's Yuki. Yuki. Uh, and he's trying to get into the family. Mm-hmm. And then Yuki's wondering why he's even trying to get into the family. 
Uh, but it was just fun seeing all the personalities kind of bounce around. Yeah, because Kyo is very hot-headed and very is very hot-headed and very rambunctious and like about as male Sundere as yeah. you can get. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um. And meanwhile, uh, Yuki's very much a coot. Would be a male Kudere because just look at him for God's sake. He's got all the tropes. He's got silver hair, sort of like light colored eyes, either gray or gold. Take your pick. Like, that's usually what Kudere's have, either nah, gray, yeah. gold eyes, or blue ones. Or unless you're red and have red eyes for some reason, but whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, just seeing those two interact and seeing their sort of clash of ideals, that was all really fascinating. Yeah, it was a very Kyo-focused episode. Yeah. Kind of bringing him into the cast anyways. Yeah. And um, seeing... Uh, What's your main girl? Toru? Toru, yeah. I can't yeah. remember the names yet. Yeah. Uh, but just the way she interacted with him was, was kind of cool, because when she was a kid, she was saying how, oh, yeah, I want to be the cat. Yeah. I don't want to be a dog. I want to be a cat. Yeah. <laughs> and Toru, just, she's, she's like the good girl who yeah, wants to she, be friends with everybody. Yeah, she's just a wholesome girl. Mm-hmm. She's uh, she's just a good person. Yeah, it's uh, not not a whole lot to say about this episode. Uh, besides, it, it, it's I'm very interested to see... Um, bringing in the rest of the cast and how she interacts with the animals and stuff. Yeah, I'm very interested to see more of the, just the Soma, like, what the Soma clan is like in general. Because if they're willing to ostracize uh, the um, Kyo and they're, and Yuki does not want any part of the family, obviously the Soma clan has, like, some pretty, like, dark secrets, I imagine. Yeah, it'll be definitely interesting to see the in-family politics yeah. that they have to deal with. Because, uh... Uh, they made it out to be a big deal of when anyone finds out they might have to wipe their memory. Yeah. Uh, but there's some, like, inner planning going on uh, about bringing Toru in, because, uh, I forget, uh, the head of the house yeah. he talked to, um, and, and they said, well, maybe it's a good chance for us. Yeah, exactly, which uh, I'm just judging from that, maybe this good chance they're referring to is a um, is just a chance to break this curse or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it's gotta be, but I wonder... Maybe using Toru for this? Yeah, I don't know. But I'm really liking the series. Like, I'm... Like, I just like the animation style. I like the... I like the characters. They're just... It's just a really pleasant show to watch. Perfect for spring. Yeah, the, well, there's probably gonna be some pretty heart rending moments later on yeah it's, it's from what i've heard it gets pretty heavy yeah that's what i hear too yeah so uh, which i would not expect from the whole oh you hug if somebody from the opposite gender hugs you you turn into an animal based on the zodiac when i, when I heard that like concept as a kid like when i was in high school i was like really that sounds <laughs> really dumb i i'm actually being pleasantly surprised and they're actually using the whole like toru accidentally hugging people to like oh yeah it's, effects. it's very like, of course that happened. Yeah, it's just... But it's still funny. <laughs> it's like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, kind of like the whole, I fell on her and grabbed her boobs kind of thing, but yeah. less perverted. Yeah, it's just... And, yeah, it's something a lot more benign and less creepy. <laughs> because, really, she's just trying to grab... Right? Really, she's just trying to grab them and prevent them from, like, getting too far away. Because, like, hey, I still want to talk here. <laughs> or don't fight. Yeah. <laughs> I actually... When they, she was, like, getting ready to straighten Yuki's tie, I thought, it's like, okay, he's gonna turn in three, two, one. Oh, never mind, okay. Yeah, because uh, apparently there's, they have to be touching enough. I, yeah, I'm... Like, they can touch hands or something, but they can't hug. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, long story short, yeah, I'm really liking this show. 
Next up, Hitori Bochi's lifestyle. I... Hitori is way too awkward. She is so <laughs> awkward. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's kind of painful yeah. to watch sometimes. Like, and... Like I know she's trying, and I know that she's a that she's a good girl, and she's a sweet girl. Like, but good lord, you sweet summer child, you really need to get mm-hmm. out of your own head a little bit. Um, I think I think my favorite uh kind of part of this episode was just seeing the kind of what what's behind the mask for um Nak- Nako Nago yeah Nako is Nako tall blonde friend yeah, yeah. Nako and um the new person that was just oh yeah yeah I didn't know who you're talking uh, about because for for Nako like we knew she was kind of um delinquent ish yeah uh but we just got to see kind of she, she's kind of an asshole yeah just like she's a good person but she's very much uh, a troll yeah like, when like she's just kind of poking um. Uh, bochi on the shoulder yeah just repeatedly and just like having a bochi keep looking and somehow not grasping onto the fact that this is her like that that's nako poking her on the back mm-hmm. <laughs> and we hey we're gonna go exploring the school today um uh, great i'll bring my recorder why <laughs> i think that was because like uh uh, I mean, like, in, in a lot of anime, when you see people walking around, there's, like, that music in the background, uh, like, that, like, mm. cheerful recorder music. I guess. Maybe she's like, oh, this is what it has to be. I Maybe. Either that or the joke is just going over my head. Yeah, which, it, it, that actually is a good way of putting it. I hadn't considered that, which, maybe. That's the only thing I can think of. The only other thing I could think of is she thought it was the wrong type, like, like a camera to record stuff, but... I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's that's there, a little bit of there a There was also the clothes thing. Yeah. Where she's like, I have to apologize so in I'm a more modest, my clothes. Yeah, in a more modest outfit. I, like, I, she, read, she read that in a magazine, though. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. Yeah, she read that in a magazine, and so she that was the whole, like, I have to apologize in a modest outfit, so... And so, so gym clothes are yeah, better, I guess. She, yeah, she, but she kept making that point. It's like, the only other outfit I have are my gym clothes. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Nako is easily one of my favorite characters in this show so far. Yeah. Like, granted, we've, we've seen her for two episodes, and we've only seen this new girl for one so far. And she's actually shaping up to be pretty fun, too. She's like the epitome of that person who wants to be helpful, but meanwhile, it's just like, oh my god. Yeah, she's, she's trying to be, like, the... The perfect prim student. Yeah. Even though she just has terrible luck. She has, like, the worst luck ever. Like, like, like when she bumps into the guy, she's like, oh, I'm sorry, my apologies, are you okay? (laughs) Yeah. She's trying to play it off, like, so cool. Yeah. (laughs) But but she ran to school, like, in, like, with a hanger still in her coat. I was like, oh, are you kidding me? She, like, just left the hanger. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like we're definitely going to get it. A nice, comfy, colorful cast of characters. Exactly. Uh, um, the The ending was pretty cool because um, they had uh, Nako and Bochi kind of just walking together, and then uh, when the new character appeared in her panel in the ending, she's kind of bloop, just kind of popped down. Like, yeah, yeah, together. that's right. That was a really cool. Little so detail. I'm assuming that's how the ending's just going to change every episode, yeah. uh, or at least every time we get a new friend. There's yeah. gonna pop down, and by the end of the series, it's going to be like a whole class of people walking together, probably. Yeah. I I really think that uh, 
I really think that Bochi is autistic, or because she, or at least exhibits some of those, traits. or just incredibly shy. Could be, but like she doesn't under seem to pick up on like the whole social cues. Like, why were you mad in the first place? Thing, or maybe that was the reason she was mad. Like, maybe, like, and then she still didn't get it after, like, after it was explained to her. And she, she she's got something going on up there. Yeah, she <laughs> again, total sweetheart, but. Really socially inept. And couple, couple screws short of a tractor. <laughs> but yeah, I I think she deserves that. Hopefully she'll be able to break out of her shell. Hopefully become less awkward. So, uh, next up is uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind. Finally, well, uh, I'm finally actually interested in the boss now. Yeah. Because before he was just kind of like this mysterious figure that uh, the only interesting part about him was like his power really. Yeah. Um, guess trying to figure out more about him. And now and, we got the actual character. Yeah, and we've been we were talking a little bit about that before. Like uh like it just I wanted to before we saw this episode, I was talking like, I wonder what made the boss like who he is as a person. Like, are they ever going to delve into that? Because he at one point had to have been a normal guy. So what drove him to just such lengths to just get like all this power and make it so that nobody knows who he is? Like, nobody remembers him, pretty much. So, I thought that was a very fascinating uh, way that they were going to go into it eventually. And this episode, they delivered on it. Somewhat. Yeah. I, uh, originally I thought that, like, oh, hey, that looks like, um, Trish's brother. And I, but then I, and then I made the offhanded comment, and I was like, it could be the boss himself. Yeah, because I didn't pay attention to the time when they, yeah. it was like in the 60s or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and, uh, and then, but that's, but he also just apparently has like a personality where he just doesn't age so like that's what i that's the impression that i got because he looks slightly different because this personality that we see like most of the time is dopio mm-hmm. which uh doppio or doppio yeah, yeah. doppelganger yeah <laughs> I, I i figured that's what it had to have yeah, been yeah. like i was like huh is that supposed to be referenced doppelganger it that's not surprising at all <laughs> but uh the way he contacts the boss is really bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you hear a phone ringing? Oh, hey, there's a phone. Fu- yeah, Who would have thought there's a payphone right here? Lose my shit. Yeah, I was like, are you kidding? He had a car phone all along. There's fucking like a lizard or something. He's, uh, like, no, he was like, who would have thought there's a payphone all the way out here? And he just picks up a frog. And no, starts- like in, in the guy's car. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and there was that He had a car too. phone all along. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like a dashboard ornament. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, the frog thing came later. Yeah, uh, so it turns out he's crazy as fuck. Yeah. Um, I didn't expect him to look so not intimidating, I guess. Mm. Like, yeah, I guess his other form is a little more intimidating. Yeah, because he gets, like, all muscly and shit. Yeah, and, and his voice deepens. Yeah. So, it just... So, yeah, the... I imagine that this was a split personality that was meant to kind of uh, compensate for the boss's weakness. Like, it because he was a he would might have been ashamed of how weak he was and how like pathetic he was maybe kind of undeserving of the girl that he knocked up eventually so now he wanted to find like maybe that was sort of is how it initially manifested where he was supposed to be like this big powerful man i don't i don't know when it started because we saw that he had that personality when he was living with the guy who adopted him yeah because he somehow kept his mom uh, underneath the house, yeah, underneath with their the mouth sewed up, alive for years, while Which, she wasn't eating or anything. Uh, yeah, I'm assuming that probably had something to do with the stand power. Maybe. Uh, also, let's talk a little bit about the uh, 
Let's talk a little bit about like the mother because that's like, oh yeah the Virgin that, Mary <laughs> yeah the Virgin Mary and the totally a conscious baby just awkwardly staring <laughs> like just why yeah that'd be incredibly creepy if you just give birth to a baby has a full head of hair and it's just like oh wow your baby's so alert yeah it's it wasn't even crying or anything it's like it was just. Staring, just yeah. staring into their souls. It, it makes me wonder who the dad was. Yeah, just and it, that had to have been some kind of standability. Uh, maybe, like because she was in prison. She was in an all-female prison. Yeah, so like, she where even the guards were prison, or even the guards were ladies. Yeah, apparently she got knocked up like two years beforehand, and the guy died, and, and then suddenly it took two years to give birth to the freaky stand baby. I, There's a lot of mysteries here. There's a lot of, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Oh, wait, it's JoJo's. That's what it is. Exactly. I'm not too surprised yeah. at any of this. <laughs> but, yeah, we actually finally got the the re, uh, the reintroduction of Edgelord Risotto. Oh, yeah. His, oh, man, his uh, uh, is just so painful looking. Yeah. Um, metallic, I think is what they called it in the... Yeah, like... In, that's, the, in the next episode Yeah. Thing, which and, is, I was just, and I was like, oh, let me guess, is it Metallica? Yeah, probably Metallica. <laughs> which, uh, which is, it seems like he has the ability to either transport or manifest metallic objects. Yeah. Because uh, he just made a bunch of razor blades appear in um, the boss's mouth. Yeah. Or Doppio's Doppio, mouth. yeah. Because yeah. I, I, it's probably worth calling them separate characters. Yeah, because Doppio is completely different from uh, mm-hmm. from the boss. And even Risotto kind of acknowledges it's that. It's like, ugh, it's just coughing up a bunch of razor blades. Yeah, that... Ugh. And then he made a bunch of needles appear in his mouth, and it, like, bursted through his skin. And the... <laughs> God. Yeah, I forgot how brutal Jojo gets. Like, I... The show is just insane enough and just kind of lighthearted enough at times where you forget how brutal it gets. Yeah, like having a fish hook in your eyelid. Yeah. Uh, that was probably one of my favorite scenes of this series so far. Yeah, <laughs> torture dance. Yeah, it was so weird. I was like, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> uh, Risotto's got a little more personality than I expected. Yeah. Well, um, granted, we didn't really see much of him. He was just, as far as we knew, just the leader of the Hitman Squad. Yeah, uh, but from what we saw before, he just looked kind of like a blank slate of mm-hmm. emotionless. Yeah, uh, kind of character. But he's a very, but he's like a very intuitive and very like uh, observing person. Yeah, Which he, makes sense, because he's a hitman. You kind of have to know, like, who you're killing. Yeah, as soon as he figured out the range, he's mm-hmm. like, alright, now I know how to kill you. I don't, yeah. And then he just, like, backed away, probably because of uh, Aerosmith mm-hmm. was nearby, and he didn't want to... Yeah, and he, like, kind of looked like he just tumbled off the cliff with his, like, arms kind of outwards. That was really weird. Just like, bye! So, uh... I don't know, um... Next episode's probably gonna pick up with them trying to find the statue. I imagine the, the main party... Trying to find yeah. a statue, and use uh, Moody Blues, yeah, to to do the thing. Yeah, I almost certainly that's what's going to happen. So next up is Rising of the Shield Hero. Mine is still a bitch. Yep. Like spoiler we, alert, we we say that every episode. Mine is still a bitch. She manages to keep improving. On her bitch score. Yeah. Six, uh, successively with each episode. Yeah, it just keeps getting exponentially, <laughs> just, she keeps getting exponentially bitchier. I didn't think that was possible, but good freaking God, it's, it's something. It's, it's a miracle. Yeah, so her plan to light the village on, or not village, uh, the forest on fire, was that just to smoke them out? 
Because I, I, th- I still think it's she's probably going to try and pin a pin it on uh, the shield hero. Yeah. Somehow, but it, it, that that didn't really come up this episode. Yeah, like, and to them, they just said like, "Oh, she's probably trying to smoke us out." Yeah, I imagine so. Maybe, maybe trying. Like, I almost am, am guaranteed that's what she's going. Yeah, because she burned smoke. like an entire mountaintop away. Yeah. And, oh, so let's talk about something really quickly, just kind of a fun little experience. Not about the show itself, but just about, like, our experience watching it. So, we watch it on Verve, and what Verve likes to do is, like, they like to, uh, <laughs> they like to, like, when they have, like, a dub out for a series and a sub out for a series simultaneously, they'll put, like, the, as two, like, different seasons, like, on the app, they'll put it side by side. And every, like, previous week... We had we gotten used to okay. We actually have to toggle like over to the right so that we can actually watch the subs because we accidentally keep watching the dub episodes by mistake or the first start of them, and then it's like oh okay that's right we have to go scroll to the right and then immediately when we did that yeah. the dub started playing. Yeah, the one week I finally remembered to switch over to the sub, they fucking pulled a switcheroo, <laughs> changed it back for whatever reason. Yeah, the, it was really funny to watch. Like I've just I thought it was hilarious so enough of that story back on to the show we got introduced to uh von reichnot which is the most german name i've ever heard in any anime ever oh yeah well the J- a lot of there have been quite a few animes which use um uh, which use german like things for their um for- yeah but von reichnot yeah. Like, that just screams German to me. Yeah, that's very true. He's very, very German. But he seems like a pretty cool guy. Yeah, he, he was he was trying to, like, help the shield hero, like, hide. Yeah, well, he did. He yeah. ended up, like, giving himself away uh, yeah. instead of actually just telling them where the shield hero was at. Uh, Give him away to uh, Edel Rabier, the terrible racist noble. Yeah, which... Okay, you're going to have to be more specific, because it seems like the nobility is full of terrible racist nobles. That specific terrible racist noble. Yeah, exactly. Uh, The one who is specifically tied to Raftalia, actually. Yeah, he burned... I I think he burned down her village. Probably is the one that burned down her village, uh, brought her... Like, and brought her in to basically be a slave. And probably sold a friend out right in front of her. Yeah, because we saw that she had, like, this friend in the flashbacks... Yeah. Like the specific person that she liked. I liked these. I actually kind of liked these flashbacks because they were just that. They didn't like dwell on them. They were just like quick little flashes. Mm -hmm. They were all you needed to see. And they kind of kept building up on them progressively. Like they didn't spend like like an entire like minute or so on them. They were just like quick little things, snippets to kind of help you piece the puzzle together eventually. Yeah. And uh, this is the first or this is the second time in the entire series that we've seen Raftalia kind of almost snap. Or uh, the first being um, when the knights came, or the wizard came in and launched a big, like, fireball down on the village and almost killed Nafumi. Oh, yeah. And then she just fucking just dashed out and uh, almost cut the guy's head off. Yeah, this, uh, but yeah, this time, like, Nafumi wasn't even, isn't going to stop her, it looks like. I think he's trusting that she'll make the right call. I, or do, I don't or, know if he's considering what's right. I think he's just... He's gonna let her do what she wants, what she truly wants to do. Yeah, which is um, I've said it before. It's a fascinating part I like about Nafumi. Mm-hmm. He's not the uh, stereotypical. I have to save everybody. I have to do the exact right thing, like main character. Yeah, he, he, he part of it is probably a little bit jaded from everyone who's treating him like shit in this world. Mm-hmm. But also, he's kind of a realistic person. Of you know, maybe this person needs to die. Yeah, because and- they're just a. A blight on the world. Yeah, and uh, 
this guy, this noble, was basically getting ready, like he was getting ready to attack, uh, to attack Princess Melty because, like, that was another thing that had happened. Like, he had taken her to his mansion and was actually about getting ready to torture her. Possibly, it was starting to get a little bit rape vibey. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, it definitely it, looks like that kind of character. Yeah, it, I'm rich, so nothing can touch me, and I can do whatever I want. Yeah, and at least he, at least he looked like a fat, ugly bastard. So. <laughs> What? No, I mean, you're right. But, anywho, like, the other, the big problem, the big problem, though, was that uh, now Fumi now is just watching Raftalia getting ready to kill this man, it seems. Yeah, I, I want her to kill him, but I don't think that's the right idea or the right choice because that would just put them in a whole nother problem oh, you know it would be a way like, worse oh, situation shield hero kills noble yeah exactly kind of uh yeah. what i what i want her to do is uh just like take her sword and just carve a, a slave crest into his chest or something i mean yeah. not like an actual slave crest but just a mark on him that just he wouldn't say, be able yeah. to get rid of yeah just remember this you asshole exactly yeah. um i think that uh, i think that it's really interesting though like uh and it like when he basically was getting ready to was getting ready to stab a or uh, whatever he was planning to do was getting ready to hurt uh, Melty and then she knocks the sword away from his hand and then basically has him on the ground begging for his life. It reminds me of a very specific scene from Tales of Vesperia. The how many people have how many other demi humans have heard those exact words or begged for those or said <laughs> those exact words before? Yeah. Like the please spare my life. I don't want to die like this. Yeah, I I like that. And if you've played Tales of Asperia, hopefully you know which scene I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, the like part of the reason I like Nafumi a lot is like because he reminds me of like Yuri. Yeah, he that does. Whole wider range of view of the world instead yeah. of just good and evil kind of thing. Yeah, and unfortunately has to do some pretty awful things though. Uh, I like the so I, I love a little bit when they're breaking into the castle uh, or the keep or yeah. whatever. Um, and they go through the gate. Uh, they're, like, running, charging through the gate. Like, the open door. And uh, right beside them, Fila's just like, Wachow! And just fucking kicks the wall down. <laughs> like, there was a door right there, but okay. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess uh, Nafumi did say, go wild. Yeah, that's, that's She true. fucking kicks the wall down. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty common thing in action films. Like, when they jump through the windows or break down the door or whatever, there's no reason for it. It still just looks mm -hmm. cool. Yeah, I, I love how gung-ho Philo is about saving Melty. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go save our best friend. Yeah, she, yeah. Because Melty, the other interesting thing is now that Melty is uh, starting to, it seems like either she's starting to get a bit of respect for, or alternatively she's getting a crush on Naofumi, go uh, figure. Yeah, I mean, it's got the kind of little bit of a harem vibe, for sure. Yeah, which I don't. Which I don't think he actually reciprocates any of those feelings because mm. they're all children. He's, like he's busy, yeah. also. Yeah, and also they're all still children. Like Raftalia looks like an adult, but she still has the mind of a child. Mm -hmm. Like let's be real, she has the mind of a of a sheltered child. So I'm pretty sure there's nothing that's ever going to come from that. But anywho, yeah, it seems like she's got a like Melty's got a little bit of a crush on him now. But they at least see that there's a mutually beneficial agreement like the princess is the princess will be able to hopefully clear his name yeah and, well and he he promised he yeah he made a promise that he's gonna that he's going to help her. help help her survive anyways so mm -hmm. so yeah 
Next up is Bungo Stray Dogs 3. So, little disclaimer, we just recently caught up on yeah. this series. Like, <laughs> I just caught up this morning. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, we, we've been watching um, all of season one and two throughout the, the past few weeks when we when we learned about yeah. Bungo Stray Dogs. And, and our friend told us uh, he likes it a lot. It's like one of his favorite shows. So, it's like, okay, might as well give it a shot. Because apparently it's really good. And yeah. it is really good. Yeah, it is really good. It's, now, a, it's a fantastic um, uh, character-driven journey. Of, yeah. Of, like, through through a, like, crime-riddled city. Yeah, I I really like this series. It's It's got supernatural battles. It's got, like, kind of crime. It's sort of... It reminds me a little bit of, like, Durarara, or more accurately would be probably Blood Blockade Battle. Blood Blockade, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I haven't finished Blood Blockade myself. I think I've... Uh, seen like first four or five episodes yeah but yeah it definitely has that same kind of uh la noir yeah um detective vibe to it with, yeah but with superpower battles yeah exactly in. it's it's pretty insane i absolutely adore this show like and that's the cool thing about like having a having a new season for a show come out that you hadn't seen before because you're thinking huh there's a new season of that coming out I've heard that it's good. Well, now I have an now I have yeah. a reason to actually go back and <laughs> yeah, watch cause, this. Yeah, because there's a priority list. Yeah, on, on the list that everyone has of exactly. all these shows, and uh, yeah, it's like when when uh, it's always a struggle to figure out what 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 should I prioritize to watch next that I have on my list. Yeah, and, yeah. When something like this pops up, it's like okay, that's easy. Now I can just watch this and not think about it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, the long and short of it, uh, we absolutely loved uh, both season one and season two. And I have not seen the movie yet. I'm aware that there is a movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, it is not for the. If you guys haven't seen any of this yet and haven't seen the first two seasons, I've heard the movie is good. It is not necessary to watch the rest of the series, though. Yeah, it's basically just sort of like its own self-contained story, from what I've heard. So this season picks up in pretty much the same way the second season picked up, which is a Dazai flashback. Yeah. But a flashback or flashback. Yeah, we are going back just a little bit further into Dazai's past. The uh the first flashback was when he was like a was when he was one of the top executives of the Port Mafia. This is before he was even a member of the Mafia. We find out a little bit more about uh and and by the way, we are going to be getting into spoilers for season one and two here, so because they yeah. directly correlate. <laughs> yeah, if you if you haven't seen it, uh we re- definitely we, go back and watch it. Yeah. In uh, you you could watch it if you really wanted to in like two days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's, four hours a day. It's twenty four episodes uh, between both seasons. Twenty five if you count the little uh, Kunikita spin off episode, yeah. which that's also a lot of fun too because Kunikita's great. But uh, anyway, so this is right after Mori had uh, killed the previous boss of the Port Mafia and basically said, "I'm the boss now." Yeah, he died of a disease. Yeah, he died of a disease. I'm a doctor and can make it look like that, I guess. Which I uh, entirely agree with the actions he took. Oh, I do too. I think that killing the boss there was a very smart decision, not only for the organization, but just for the health of the city mm-hmm. in general. Because uh, the previous boss was like, he was pretty much causing the shit, the city to go to shit. Yeah, he was, and that was because he was getting, that because he was getting old, senile, and going fucking crazy. Yeah, it's like, I don't care how much men we lost, just kill him, yeah, kill everyone. Kill any of our enemies. He was getting old, and he was getting paranoid. Yeah, he's like, alright. Yeah, <laughs> and he, at least he did him in quickly, like, yeah. and painlessly, he just quickly slit his throat. Um, And, yeah, this was a little bit of an episode where we got to focus on 
Dazai as a young Babu, and then we got to meet his uh, his friend yeah. and partner Chuya. I, I think um, probably later on they became kind of more frenemies. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah, from the beginning, these two did not like each other. They absolutely do not yeah. like what, each other. What were they called? Like the the black what was it black and white? Yeah, something duo? like that. It was black and something. Something like that. Yeah. But point being, yeah, they were one of the most devastating teams in the Port Mafia, despite the fact they absolutely hate each other. And uh Yeah, and for good reason. Chuya's scary. <laughs> Chuya is incredibly scary. Yeah, he's probably been naturally good as his gift for a long time mm-hmm. uh like we see kind of in the previous seasons how he has kind of grown with it mm-hmm. but even just being like a 15 year old kid mm-hmm. he's still ridiculously powerful yeah because uh when they go to um i can't remember what the name of the town is i don't remember the name of the town either but i'll just say it reminds me of the abyss from maiden abyss like uh, the tiered kind of going yeah down city, exactly you know? where it's just... it's, it's just like a podink mm-hmm. the terrible yeah, because there was like Slum. apparently go figure a big explosion that yeah. caused a that caused a complete and utter destruction of the city. But uh yeah, there was a little bit of a fight between between him, between Chuya, Dazai, and I forget the old guy's name, the one with the monocle. The butler looking guy. Yeah, but he's also one of the top he's one of the top level executives of the uh of the Port Mafia. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason for this flashback as far as I know, maybe this will take up the first four episodes like the previous flashback arc did. I wouldn't be against that, to be honest, as long as it was entertaining. Yeah, I mean, more info about Dazai is always welcome, and more info about the Port Mafia in general. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and basically, the whole thing that kind of set this off is there are rumors of the boss being alive, like, despite having his throat slit. Yeah, it's probably going to be a conflict that's going to be brought up uh when the show actually kicks in yeah this is just giving a little giving us a little bit more backstory for that uh because at the end of the last season uh dazai was saying well we need atsushi and um akutagawa to to work together because there's gonna be a really when the real disaster shows up yeah a really really big shit storms of brewing and he's saying that akutagawa and atsushi have more have potential to be even stronger than him and Chuya. Him and were. Chuya were, yeah. And yeah, and they actually it's interesting that you bring that up because they are both actually kind of similar in that regard. They started off as kind of enemies, and as the end of the last season showed, they actually when they work together, they're pretty damn in, they're pretty damn incredible. Well, I mean they had the power of the opening playing, so Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the power of the opening compels you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I like I'm looking forward to this because uh what is the what is the big like uh, shadow flame thing that they keep referring to? Uh, that was the previous bus. Mm. Well, but there's like a but there's like a supposedly a gift that might actually oh be, like, materializing. yeah it's something yeah, that, that Chuya is looking it's, for. It's the gift that's materializing the boss's old body. Somehow. Yeah, yeah, just because it's like a being a pure rage. Pretty yeah, much. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't remember it either. But uh, it's supposed to have manifested from the boss's re- uh, want for revenge. Yeah. And apparently that's just a thing that happens, like, that's happened a few times, actually. It's not just the boss, it's happened a few times in the past, which I'm hoping we get more about this mystery soon. And as I've said before, this series is great. If you haven't watched it yet, then go on and watch it. Yeah, agreed. So next up, we got the uh, new show, uh, Fairy Gone. It's a PA work show, everybody. Yeah, the the first episode looks really good. Yeah. As PA works usually does. Yeah. 
I'm really digging the character designs. Yeah, I I have one complaint I want to get out of the way uh, before we talk about anything else is that the there was a lot of front load um, information about the world yeah. in the beginning of the episode. It was like, this is the backstory of the fairies and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, personal gripe, I just don't like that. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been more interesting if we learned more about the fairies over time. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I just don't like front loading information usually. I think it's kind of a cheap way to to tell your story. Yeah. But that being said, I can get over it if they use that to good effect. Exactly. Like, because they, okay, we just want to get this out of the way so we can tell the interesting part of the story. Yeah. Like, this is the, like, this is the part of the story that is just kind of like the inciting incident. Like, it's not really, like, it's basically just kind of giving you a little bit of context for the world itself and why the characters are in the current position they're in, which I think could actually be used to some great effect here. Mm-hmm. But that being said, there. This this series is brutal at times. Like the bit where the blonde chick, I forget her name, like, but uh she would like cut somebody open, then summon her fairy and then like make them go into oh, the Oh yeah. And just cause them to explode. It wasn't too brutal, like it was mostly censored. Yeah. Like when they exploded it was kind of just darkness. Yeah. Instead of blood. Yeah. But yeah, that looks incredibly painful, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, it it looks painful. Uh there's a lot of people comparing um these two stands. Like, yeah. obviously, like, oh, it's like, it's a dojo reference, blah, 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 uh, memes aside, I think they're more akin to, like, personas. Yeah, which a lot of people compare personas to stands, so... Uh, I mean, th- I, they feel very different to me, because stands, they kind of just, like, they stand, they're standing there, and they kind of just, like, poof behind them. Yeah. Uh, personas, you actually have to, like, physically do something to manifest mm. this being, and that's what ah. reminds me more of that, because when they, like, when they grab their heart, mm-hmm. and there's, like, a green glow, and then the, yeah. the thing appears behind them. And just the, uh, the design of them just yeah. feels more Persona-esque. Yeah, that's true. They're like, less anime and more, like, uh, grimdark yeah. looking. Yeah, and then that's also an interesting point, because a lot of the, uh, because a lot of the Personas in in every Persona game, are based on, like, some kind of fairy or mythology yeah. creature. And, uh, yeah, comparisons, blah, blah, blah. You, you can only have so many original ideas in the world. It, absolutely. Not, not calling this unoriginal uh, yeah. in any way. Now, I think that uh, there was quite a bit of information, but there were, like, in this first episode, but it did set up, like, have some pretty damn impressive-looking fight scenes, I think. Yeah, the the soldier guy. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was the, the ex-soldier from, yeah. the, from the backstory thing. Uh yeah, him just going all out against uh, the the blonde chick mm-hmm. was kick ass. Yeah, just seeing seeing uh both of them summoning their fairies or did he he did he yeah it was a summon he didn't turn into the wolf right no he just summoned the wolf yeah behind he just him, summoned the wolf and just going at each other and then and then uh while the fairies were going at each other them actually like, fighting out with the with the swords and the knife was oh pretty yeah kick-ass. that was so cool yeah PA works who'd have known they make pretty pretty things yeah. Granted, granted, PA Works hasn't done a whole lot of action shows, but they have, uh, but this, but this is, like, no exception. PA Works does make pretty stuff. Yeah, well, it was, um, Sirius the Yeager. Yeah, Sirius the Yeager. Was, was, uh, really cool looking on a lot of their action shots. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, the episode ended with, uh, uh, what's, Maria? Yeah, Marlia? I think it was Marlia. Yeah. Uh, her joining the, whatever government fairy agency yeah because apparently fair apparently these uh these fairy soldiers are kind of regulated like they're allowed to exist but only if they can be controlled sort of like state alchemists in full metal alchemist, yeah they're, really. they're, they're government mandated yeah exactly they're, they're like not mandated government controlled they're living weapons pretty much yeah so 
she joined to, I think her end goal is to go find that blonde chick again, probably. Yeah, which, we'll figure out her name and stuff in, like, the next couple weeks. Yeah, I'm not gonna remember any names, really, for most characters for the first few weeks. That's, that's how it always is for every season. Indeed. So next up is Helpful Fox Senko-san. The show is very cute. Wholesome Fox Wife. Yes, Wholesome Fox <laughs> Wife. Immediate, like, immediately, I'm sure the first comparison that most people get, like, just to throw this out there, is a lot of people will probably compare this to Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Uh, but with a lot less lesbian sexual undertones. Yeah. <laughs> and more he- and more heterosexual undertones. This, I don't feel a lot of sexual no, undertones don't. at all. I, I, it, it was just, the guy was really tired, and she just wanted to make him feel relaxed. Uh, it, I don't know, like, the scene when, uh, when he started touching her tail got a little... I, I, yeah. I guess. That was a little <laughs> bit, uh... That was mostly on her side. That's probably, like, a, an erogenous zone or whatever. Yeah, probably. It's... I know, cats! Like, uh, a spoiler to anyone who, uh, has a cat when you smack their butt and they get into it. Yeah, you're basically giving erotic treatment to your cat, because that's, that's an erogenous zone for them. I didn't know that. Yeah. Erotic cat, um... Talk aside. Okay. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very nice, wholesome little short form show, it looks like. Uh, it's not short form, it was a full length episode. Was it? Yeah, it was a full length episode. It felt pretty short to me. Nah. Maybe because you were so entranced by the whole, Maybe. by the wholesome fox girl. But I think it was really funny, like, cause it's pretty, like, pretty common, just guy overworked, he kind of just comes home and he just sees a fox girl, like, cooking for him, closes the door. <laughs> Opens it again, same greeting, closes the door. <laughs> yeah, I expected her to get a little more annoyed. No, honestly. she just kept giving the same greeting. Which she is very, very patient. Which was very sweet of her, but then he just kind of picks her up, places <laughs> her outside, and it shuts. Oh, this, this is someone else's problem. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's probably easier to be patient when you've been alive for 800 years. Yeah, she's 800 years old. She's 800 years old, officer. <laughs> But, anywho, I, I think this show, yeah, it's just wholesome, it's adorable, it's... Yeah. Uh, the, the ending was pretty funny, it mm-hmm. was basically a, uh, like, one of those Japanese girlfriend simulation videos. Oh, man. That's, that's a business in Japan, if you didn't know about that, where, uh, you can just get, subscribe to video service, mm-hmm. where it's just a girl sitting at a table, being like, oh, how was your day? Oh, you worked hard, good, didn't you? Like, that, that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, but it was pretty much that, and, uh... At least it's less pathetic than pickup artists. I wouldn't, I would reserve judgment. I wouldn't necessarily, it's pathetic. Because mm. some people genuinely, it genuinely helps them mm. after a long day. So who's to say what's pathetic if it genuinely helps people relax and get through their day? I guess. I mean, it's, it just is a little, it's a little unorthodox, I guess. But that's how Japan do, so. So yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot to talk about the, every week. Probably not. This is this probably isn't a show to keep talking about. Yeah, because it just seems like it'll just be like sort of a wholesome little cute show, and yeah, like maybe we just be saying every week, "Oh, that's nice." It, I don't know. <laughs> like we were able to do that with my roommate as a cat. Yeah, but there was there was a little bit more char- character development mm. and plot. There was Subaru coming out of his shell and Haru kind of getting more comfortable with living in a house and yeah. with him. That there was a little bit more to talk about there with, with this. I don't see there being a lot of character development. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, maybe, like, maybe you'd see some more of, like, uh, crap, I can't even remember the main guy's name yeah, <laughs> that goes either. to show you, um, just, like, him, like, eventually coming out, like, uh, 
slowly getting more relaxed. Or maybe there's something that we don't know because, like, the fox girl was sent there because, like, he had a very darkened aura. And maybe, and apparently that's bad. It's, it's probably just going to be a comfy comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Slice of Life feeling. There might be more to talk about, but if there's not, uh, don't be surprised. Yeah. Anyway, it, this is cute. That's all I'm going to say. It's a very cute, pleasant little show. So next up is Isekai Quartet, the anime to save all anime. <laughs> oh man, this was fantastic. So so for those of you who just wanted to watch more Konosuba, here you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> the main reason I, I liked this first episode so much, because it was more just of the characters interacting. More useless goddess, mm-hmm. more Chuni Megumin, yeah, and more, more um, masochistic darkness. Yeah, and then Cosma just being stuck in the middle of all of yeah, it. Yeah, and Cosma just trying to make the best out of a bad situation. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, it was, uh, there, it, it is now an isekai isekai. Yeah. Because we've had characters that were in another world, and now they're being transported to yet another world. <laughs> yeah, and apparently, apparently this is the world that Subaru wanted, because he actually made that comment walking down the hall. It's like, hey, I literally traveled through hell to get to this, yeah. to this it's world. Just, it's just a nice, peaceful school. And he can have all his friends at high school and yeah, yada, yada, yada. I don't have to die horribly every time. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna. Like, uh, I guarantee that's he's gonna die probably a few times in this, in Isekai Quartet. It's gonna be, like, played off as a joke. Maybe. Because Tanya is convinced this is all a mysterious plot made by being X. Mm-hmm. Which, uh... Tanya uh, Saga, was Tanya Saga of Evil? Uh, saga of Tanya the Evil. Yeah, that's the one show out of this thing that I haven't seen yet. Uh, this might give me an excuse to go watch it, because... Yeah. I, I think this is... The, that They expected that, for the most part, mm-hmm. because uh, that's the one show they gave a plot synopsis for, mm-hmm. in, this, in this little short-form bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I, I mean, it's probably, like, the least, um, the least popular out of... All those, which is a shame because I hear it's because I hear yeah, it's great. I hear it's really good, and then I'll probably watch the dub. Yeah, so because Monica Real, Monica Real yeah. <laughs> being an angry lolly Nazi. Um, I love the button bit of uh, I, I think it was Ian saying like, um, no one would, you know, no one would possibly be stupid enough to randomly push this button, and, and then insert Megumi <laughs> intentionally. Pushing. I'm gonna push this button. Yeah, behold my power. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, it's just fun seeing all all these different characters interact. I can't wait to see all the different interactions. I'm a little pissed off with the opening ending because there's dialogue mm-hmm. and there's no subtitles for the yeah, dialogue. Yeah, it's that it's is like come really on, frustrating. subtitlers. I don't, I don't speak no moon runes. <laughs> Better get those translations up there for my uh, entitled American body. Indeed. Now the uh, the thing about this show, much like a few of the other shows we've uh, brought up already. This being a short form show, there's not going to be a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. Point being, if you if you're a fan of any of these shows, especially Konosuba, then you should watch this show. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure most people are going to be watching the show this yeah. season. Yeah. It's just going to be fun to watch every week. Not going to talk about it because it's short form. Exactly. So next up, Kono Oto Tomare, the Sounds of Life. So we're getting a little bit more like the cast is starting to expand a little bit guys like that just seems to be like a general consensus for most well, shows uh, like this. we didn't talk about this last week oh we did oh yeah that's right we yeah. <laughs> so uh surprise yeah we're watching this um, yeah uh we got a uh we got a comment from uh Azabuddin Ramli on uh YouTube sorry if i butchered your name uh he recommended the show to us i think we already watched a little bit of it beforehand we watched the first episode beforehand but uh yeah he said it looks it looks pretty good 
based on the manga. So we gave the second episode a shot. And definitely glad that we did. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's turning out to be a really interesting looking character drama. Yeah, it, it definitely looks like it's going to have potential. Like, for sure. Now, I think the... So this is a series where the cast is slowly starting to expand. Which which I imagine like that's going to happen over the next few episodes. Like, more and more of members of the Koto Club are going to join in. Yeah, which is what you should do. Yeah. Give, you know, an episode to each people, each person, or, you know, like, a couple people maybe, but slowly introduce the characters over time, so we get a chance to get attached to the cast. Exactly. And then, then there's, like, shows like a Hibike Euphonium, which are basically, they have, like, like, this huge cast, but then they slowly, like, introduce, like, kind of introduce more and more about about each person in the cast. Like, you're kind of introduced to the cast of characters from the beginning, though. Um, as far as I know, I actually have not seen Hibike Euphonium. I've heard it's great. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. Um, but, yeah. So, anyway, back to uh, Sounds of Life. The We get an incredibly bitchy girl, like, in joining the cast. Yeah, she... Uh, I When I first saw her, and she was, like, talking, like, oh, I'm so glad to be here and everything, like, yada, yada, yada. I was like, wow, this seems like an incredibly boring, generic character. And then she's like, oh, good. I don't, I don't, ha- I don't have to be fake. Like, ah, oh, well done. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you had me in the first half. Yeah, exactly. She kind of reminds me of uh, Ami Kawashima from Toradora. Like, you know who which character that is, right? Yeah. Yeah, a blue-haired chick. Very shallow, pretends to be an airhead, but is a complete raging bitch most of the time. Yeah, this, this character, I, I'm assuming she probably gets her bitchy personality just because of her upbringing yeah like she's always been kind of raised as a golden egg mm-hmm. in the this i think it was a koto school was it yeah she's like that her family's like that the owns the koto school itself mm-hmm. yeah uh I, i'm mostly interested so far in probably kudo yeah kudo definitely uh, i don't actually what's the name of the main character i don't, I don't know i i just know he's he, he definitely seems like he's kind of an accessory to other characters at, at least at, at least for moment. now yeah, yeah like we're probably gonna get more about him later on uh, but a lot of it was uh, early on just kind of introducing Kudo into the cast and seeing how he's been pretty much treated as a piece of crap. Yeah, uh, because, because he just looks like a stereotypical delinquent. Yeah, he, I mean, his attitude definitely yeah, doesn't help. Exactly. But it's a situation of he was forced into this crappy situation by these crappy people, mm-hmm. so he doesn't really want to improve his attitude. Yeah, absolutely. And then this uh, this second episode focused more on this girl and basically, like, and how she kind of looks down on the uh, the Koto Club in general. Like, she basically sees it as a means to an end. Like, she basically... Yeah, she wants to use it to make herself look better. Yeah, exactly. Like, I was able to bring this, uh, this low-ranking school's Koto Club, like, out in the middle of nowhere, pretty much, to the Nationals. And won the Nationals, so... Yay me, I look so much better because of it. Yeah. Like, which... Alright, fine. Like, I get it. It's a reason like it's a it's a believable like set of motivations but yeah it's still pretty much a shitty thing to do it's probably gonna be what brings her in and then eventually like at least but based on what we see in the opening the ending that everyone looks kind of happy yeah so they're probably gonna get into the club you know really together Mm -hmm. uh but apparently this uh series has a lot of like tear-jerking moments Mm. Um, yeah and so that's what i've heard from the community who have read the manga before Mm -hmm. and um yeah, based on my first up, first few, first the two episodes, uh, the the interactions between the main character and Kudo, 
uh, how Kudos kind of slowly he well, he wants to be part of the club, but he's like that male tsundere type. Yeah. So he's trying to hide it all the time. He's yelling all the time to hide his true emotions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's it's cool every time you see him actually doing something, like when you fix the sign. Yeah, when he fixed the sign, and, and, and he's how fi- he's actually trying to fix the kotos, which they weren't even his fault that they were broken. Like, but he considers it to be his fault. Yeah, because like because they acted specifically like because of him like he felt and yeah he wants to improve that which i thought was really cool and it definitely turned uh the, this new girl's like a uh, perception of him around because she was thinking this whole time was like oh he's just another delinquent i mean granted granted she also just says oh he's such an idiot i well, one minor complaint i have is i feel like they're solving conflicts a little too quickly yeah it's like because sort of, it, it, it seems like all the conflicts we had at the beginning of this episode were solved by the end of the episode really yeah and that's sort of how the um uh, how the first episode was as well like it sort of just uh they introduced the conflicts and then they kind of resolved said conflicts immediately which if that's how they're going to like introduce the characters then maybe but if there's got to be like some like lasting conflict that they have to actually or yeah. lasting goal otherwise it'll just turn to kind of turn into a junk food boring slice of life kind of show yeah absolutely but but okay. that that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. And it, uh, we're definitely going to... And it looks pretty good. Let's say that. It looks good. And I've never, like... And it's actually... Some of the animation they've actually used to, like, play the Koto, it's actually really pretty. Like, because in your... Think the, back the only really pretty one we've seen, I think, yeah. was when she was doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course. But think back to, like, Your Lie in April, those awkward CG hands. Like, it's not like that. Like, they actually kind of animated it out. And it looked it looked good. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as I can tell, if they kind of keep up that quality throughout, then I think we're in for a treat. So, next up is Midnight Occult Civil Servants. I am very on the bridge with the show. I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, it, it's... I think it was a pretty good episode because they they set up an interesting world. They they told a nice little self-contained story mm-hmm. um, with uh, introducing the main character's powers of, oh, I can hear all these mm-hmm. spirits or... Or whatever they're yeah, I actually, I'm. I was actually really tired when I first watched this, so I actually started to conk out, and then I had to go back and watch it again, and I'd missed that part, like the first part of the time. I was like, "Oh, that's actually really cool. That's actually a pretty clever way of going about it." Like, yeah, they they, they did a they revealed his abilities and the three main cast members through the events of like this case, this first yeah. case that they had to solve. Being like a Romeo and Juliet, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, of, Tengu, uh, Tengu and, and Angels. angels. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, insert hamster and banana gif here, but reversed, I guess. Because <laughs> those Tengus are tiny. Yeah, the Tengu are tiny, and the uh, the angels are very, very big ladies. Yeah. I, I'm fascinated by the kind of mix of uh, fantasy and science. Yeah, here, yeah. How they're like, oh, well... We need to use this fancy spray so you can see them. And the the way it looks like to me in this world is that once you see them, mm-hmm. it kind of just like something clicks in your head. Yeah. And then you can just like, oh, I realize that they're there so I can see them now. Um, I imagine that there's also just I think that only works for like for certain people, maybe as well. Like people like the main character. Yeah, who, you have to have a certain probably affinity. Yeah, exactly. For it. And, uh, because, yeah, as soon as they, like, sprayed and they made that pixie, who was super adorable, by the way, and just gave that little huff before she flew away. It's like, why did you spray me? And that was... And then, big-ass green dog. Oh, yeah, as soon as I saw it, my first thought was, 
Edward. Uh, or I'm just, I'm think kind of looking back. I was thinking more of Envy from uh from that same series. But yeah, the Edward thing was also pretty mm. appropriate. <laughs> We're not sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. What like what complaints do you have so far for like as far as first impressions go? So I'm a little worried. I don't have any complaints about the first episode, but uh, with with the situation of them solving the case and introducing the cast, I'm a little worried that they're not going to expand upon everything too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like it might just turn out to be a uh, uh, Holmes of Kyoto, for lack of a better ah. explanation. Like like the first few episodes are good. They have a couple interesting uh, plot lines. Mm. But it it doesn't look like there's a lot of room to to create a good story here. There's kind of just a flat um, canvas. Yeah. Well, so so it's it, it's on the borderline of it could be it could turn out to be a really interesting story. It could just turn out to be a very bland. This is another sci-fi city with creatures in it. Yeah. Which I think that it like I think that if it does go more of the if it actually does start to actually start to expand on more of the creatures and stuff like that and like how they interact with them that'll be actually I think a pretty interesting show like and if they actually need to fight them because mm-hmm. like that is something that the uh that is something that actually is kind of bizarre like uh the fact they didn't hear them they couldn't really communicate with them they because they can't communicate with another's as they call them so they their first instinct is immediately to fight them Granted, because yeah. that's probably how they've always done it. How they yeah. always dealt with it. Yeah, because like their their first um, reaction to them getting uppity was just, "Oh, lock him here, lock mm-hmm. him up here." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that the like it sort of actually is a little bit like a Gatchaman crowd situation, like where the first monsters, like it's like, "Oh, they're this big baddie." And no, you just misunderstand them. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll be a situation like that maybe there was actually Slowly growing to understand the creatures yeah i think so which i think would actually be really cool like we actually could be in for a very interesting series going forward if that's mm-hmm. the case yeah agreed. we can certainly hope so so next up one punch man season two we didn't know how to quite nail our action <laughs> shots <laughs> uh yeah this, um, the 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 action shots in this first episode are about what everyone expected from the trailers. Yeah. Lots of very static, zoomed-in, uh, bland shots, really. Yeah. And some like some people say the character designs are kind of off, which, okay, different studio. I think they were... The character designs didn't particularly bother me from going from yeah. one studio to another. Yeah, they felt a little different, but it wasn't super yeah, jarring. Yeah, for me, they were, they were similar enough to where it wasn't a big issue. Like, yeah, it was mainly the action scenes that really just, ugh. Yeah. Now, I think we everybody can agree the content at least was interesting. Yeah, it's and it's still the same. It's still the same source material. Yeah, and they're definitely at least based off what I've seen in the first episode, they're sticking with the source material, and it was it was very entertaining seeing like a uh, king. Uh, seeing the true uh, fear that he has, how yeah. he's just been put in these different situations. Yeah, I guess it was like heartbeat is really loud, so that's why he tracks monsters. Uh, no, I from what I got from that is the quote unquote king engine is his heart beating so yeah. loud that he because he's fucking afraid. Everyone thinks it's his king engine when he's revving up. Yeah, but I think that's the reason that all the monsters come to him because mm-hmm. his heartbeat is just stupid loud. Um, I always I thought it was just it only started to get it stupidly loud when because he, he was freaking basically pissing himself oh yeah well it's something yeah because he he's like this always happens to me all these monsters always appear around me. yeah he his power could just be he has incredibly bad luck and he just or he's just 
or his power is just monster magnet or something. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be the worst power ever. Yeah. Well, he is. He he complained like, well, well, I I didn't want this. Like, he, he, I feel like he could have just denied it when mm. they're like, "Hey, you're an S rank hero." Could have yeah. been like, "Uh, no, I didn't actually kill all those monsters." But no, his dumb ass just went out, went along with it because he wanted to look cool. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, I think even Saitama, like, Saitama's little message to him at the end was actually really cool. Just like the, so you, so you doubt yourself. I'm not angry. It's like, you might have taken credit for some of my kills. I'm not angry for that, actually. I just, like, if you're, if you think you're weak, then just make yourself stronger. Which that's very easy for Saitama to say. Yeah. I feel like, because he's... He did, like, the normal training that people do, except he just suddenly got ridiculously strong. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if normal people could just train mm-hmm. and become strong like that. Well, least... S-rank S status, probably not, but yeah. I think, like, the I think the intent there and actually basically him, like, basically trying to encourage him to become the hero that uh, everybody sees him as, I think is a good message. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think like, he, I think he could probably become a B rank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Maybe he'll somehow manifest more actual powers. That'd be Maybe. cool to see. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was kind of just nice seeing like, oh, yeah, I'll come back and play video games another time. Yeah, which, by the way, let's point out some of uh, some of King's impeccable taste in uh, video yeah. games. Gal games. Um, God, it was like Pretty Cutie Sister or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, it was. It, and then even it's like, oh, I thought this was an I mistook it for an action game. Uh, yeah, I'm, called, I'm manly. I don't play these games like. It's like, but it says it right there. I <laughs> I play the I play action games. I thought it was an action game. They gave me the wrong case. <laughs> yeah, it's a. I if anything, I think this will still be a funny show. Yeah, and and even if the action shots aren't amazing, I think the emotion and reasoning behind them will still probably carry some weight. Maybe who knows? Maybe they'll get um, different episode directors going forward, and who actually give a rat's ass about the source material. It's either they don't give a rat's ass, they they could also just not be as yeah. good. Like, they could be just, like, budding animators that don't know yeah. how to do it as well. Um, Mad, yeah, Madhouse is, like, first season, that was a freaking passion project to the extreme. Yeah, like they, yeah they got uh people from Bones mm-hmm. to actually work on mm-hmm. the original season of One Punch Man. Like, they, it wasn't, I don't think it was uh, actually credited as Bones working on it, but mm-hmm. I know um some animators worked on it. Oh, that's really cool. But yeah, I, I like action shots aside, and it's unfortunately like I'm just kind of I'm just going to accept the season probably for what it is, and just say okay, it's not going to be as impressive as the first season, but I think that it'll be it'll be good on its own. Like, yeah, because the we, content is still going to be good. Yeah, I think if we didn't have the first season to watch, people would be a lot more impressed with this. Yeah. Um. Just because, like, well, everyone's standards are already so high, and it's been, like, a few years. Yeah, exactly. Since it's actually come out. Yeah, no kidding. So, next up is Rabihachi. Uh, I, I'm kind of, I'm interested in the show. I'm kind of on the fence about it, though. Yeah, it wasn't... It wasn't, like, gut-bustingly funny or anything, but it, it was, it, it was a pleasant show to watch. It was, yeah. it had, like, some... It was humorous and had some funny moments, but... I think they kind of took a little too long on certain scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, they talked about... Uh, like, the conversation between Robbie and Hachi, like, before they actually 
went into space. Yeah. I think went on for a little too long in certain scenes. Yeah. Uh, I like because the, the, once they got into like the actual chase scene, it was pretty interesting. Uh, the soundtrack is mm-hmm. very like jazzy and, yeah. and, and cool. And, and, uh, and the soundtrack when they actually go into space and it's just like a super robot <laughs> transform into and combine and that, fight. that was so ridiculous. Like yeah, I, I didn't, I, I didn't see that coming. I, I didn't either. I didn't see his house turning into a spaceship. Like, cause, like, he tried to take a couple ladies back to his, uh, back to his penthouse, and they were turned off by it. They said, oh, that place looks dingy. It's like, we're going home. <laughs> when they went in, I was like, this, this place looks fine. It's like, it looks like a nice place to live in. I guess from the outside, it kind of looks kind of crappy. But, yeah. Certainly but then, it's, not a, the, but then like, it's also a spaceship. Yeah, if they knew that, then thoughts wouldn't have been running off. <laughs> but, yeah, this, uh... I think that this will have, like, kind of, like, space... Gives me a little bit of Space Dandy-ish vibes, and maybe we'll yeah, see, goofy like... goofy space adventure yeah. exploration. I, I think they're going to this, uh... Promised Land kind of place. I... I, it was like a, I think they... I can't was, believe I forgot what it was called! Yeah, they said the name of it, like, 50 times. Yeah, because, like, that was the joke. It was, like, being advertised constantly throughout this thing. And basically, yeah, I'm... That's probably just gonna be their journey, this adventure to this, and, like all the different places they stop along the way. Maybe mm-hmm. it'll be like Space Patrol Luluco. Uh, we like bring other shows into it or something? No, I like the, like that the whole not exactly. Just I'm, different like an episode based on every place they stop at. Yeah, exactly. More yeah. like that. And I which I that worked great for Luluco because it was a short yeah. form show, but Goofy Space Adventure sounds fun. Yeah. Uh the Robbie and Hachi, I think they're pretty interesting characters. Yeah. It's just I I love uh Hachi's I, I'm just gonna go along with it, because it sounds fun. Yeah, like... I, I, I can't predict what you're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm able, like, all my life I've been capable of predicting stuff, but this seems like it's gonna be interesting, so I'll just stick along, just because it sounds like it'll be fun. Yeah, and that's pretty much how I feel as an audience member. I'm sticking yeah. around because it looks like it'll be fun. Yeah. For now, anyways. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Like, I like, maybe this was just a first episode that didn't, like, really, like, deliver with the punch. But uh, it seems like it'll be, it at least got my attention. Like, it's like, okay, I'm intrigued. I'm not, like, sucked in, but I'm intrigued. But unlike the next show that we're going to be talking about, Sarazan Mai. Oh, my God. This I... is probably the second I'm probably the most hyped about the second most. Yeah. After watching the episode so far so, this season. I I didn't know how to feel about the about it based on the PV or based on the uh based on the description for this show. But It's after, about exactly what it says. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just absolutely fucking chaos. Yeah. Um it's there's like it's very just go, 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 go to the next scene, to the next scene. Yeah. Without much time to explain anything. Uh, I, when, when the, in the description for the show, they're like, oh yeah, the Kappa sucks out your anus organ and that's where your desire's stored. And I was like, maybe that's an analogy. No. No. It's just, liter- it's <laughs> it's just, just literally just... sucking out the, those boys' anuses. Yeah, exactly. And then turning them into Kappa so they can do the same thing with other people. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> But the thing is, they're using such a ridiculous concept and treating it very seriously. Yeah. Like, I think they're trying to tell, uh, and actually a pretty important message. Yeah. Uh, about, like, accepting yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, not being ashamed of who you are. Because in the end of the episode, where the main character reveals that he's, he dresses up as a, a trap idol. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, appears on TV all over the city. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, and, and that's why he carries the box around, which I actually thought was a pretty clever reveal. Like when they, yeah, like, cause it's just like, oh, he's carrying this box around. We yeah, don't know it was what. a really good, really well written first episode. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's, I know, Capazon. <laughs> yeah, Capazon. <laughs> I, I will say this. I was not expecting a fucking musical number while watching this. Oh, yeah. The, when they, when the, the Kappa bombastic st- action scene. Yeah, and when the Kappa started, like, just singing at first, I was like, what the fuck yeah. <laughs> am I watching? <laughs> like I like I don't know what I just watched, but I liked it. Yeah, uh, this is Mappa and another studio that I don't know but, off the top of my head. Like but... if like if if Zombieland Saga is any indication of Mappa's like track record with shows like this, then I think we're in for a relatively good show. Like this is like over the top, bombastic, and goofy, but it seems like they're going to be giving delivering a somewhat help meaningful message and a pretty clever way i think yeah the uh the visuals of this first episode blew me away uh, yeah uh just like the when they when they all turn into kappas and they go into the actual fight scene mm-hmm. like just they put so much work into that the choreography the the special effects of it were just insane like they didn't need to but yeah holy crap it's definitely a good way to get you hooked in the first episode that's for sure and i'm certainly intrigued going forward this first episode <laughs> Yeah, oh I, I have no doubt this is going to be one of the shows I'm watching for the rest of yeah, the season. absolutely. Unless it somehow takes a nosedive, which I, I, I doubt it will. Hey. Uh, we're probably going to get more... The next couple episodes are probably going to be more uh, insight into what emotional baggage the other characters are carrying Yeah, around. because this is... Like, because this just revealed the first main character. Like, we still have two other characters we got to deal with now. And yeah. then And then I think there's more, actually, in the intro. Also, the very... The very sexy cops. <laughs> yeah. Like... What the hell? <laughs> they I, I they look they're... like strippers. They look like stripper cops. Like they would yeah. be wearing that kind of outfit. Yeah, like the order them, they come to your house. Yeah, exactly. Like the tight fitting shirts and everything. Exactly. It's yeah. like that. Um I think they're probably antagonists. They yeah. look like they're creating the monsters. Maybe, yeah. That's a because uh they did like some kind of extraction thing, but it was different than the extraction that the main characters did. Yeah. Which uh that's very interesting to watch how they just like jumped inside the monster's anus yeah just what the fuck Uh, and uh i mean yeah i loved it it was hilarious it it was hilarious it was weird it it's just one of those things that make me go okay anime (laughs) all right uh, so next up is We Never Learn Bokuben. We this was another show that uh, was actually recommended to us by a was actually recommended to us by a friend. Like said, like to watch the first episode. Mm-hmm. We did not talk about it last week, so we watched the uh, the most recent two episodes like over the past couple days. So this series, it's it's like a it's like a not quite as good. Uh, quintessential quintuplets is what it feels yeah. like judging from these first couple episodes uh it's it's hard to not make that comparison after just finishing quintuplets exactly uh because quintuplets i thought it was going to be uh just a trashy garbage uh, trashy junk food um like harem, harem show. show uh turned out a really really touching yeah uh, really good character design and everything uh this has i like the character design in it i like that the uh the two main girls i guess three main girls now have all different like uh main colors yeah exactly and it kind of makes them pop out and they, they look really appealing yeah uh that being said it just it does look like it's going to be devolving into a uh, a junk food harem show which fans of the genre are definitely going to like yeah and i think i'll probably i'll probably like it mm-hmm. 
But I don't know if it's going to be interesting to talk about. Yeah. Like, because because in the most recent episode, stop me if you've heard this one, guys. The the best friends that they've known each other for a long time, one of them has a crush on the, on the other one, and they don't know it. Yeah. Uh, I will say it's nice uh, in a harem show to have female uh, characters that aren't stupid. Mm-hmm. Well, even though this best friend is stupid, as far as we can tell. Yeah, but the the two main ones, they're, oh, yeah. they're really smart, at least in their respective areas. Yeah, but I will say that the, just on the concept alone, like you have like the first main, you have like the first main girl who, who's good at math and, but she wants to do liberal arts stuff. And then you have the other girl who wants to do, li- who's good at liberal arts stuff, but she wants to be good at math. And they kind of delve a little bit more into their reasons why, which I think they were actually pretty... They weren't anything, like, amazing or yeah. mind-blowing or anything. But... I, I like the message of just because you're good at something doesn't mean you want to do it. Yeah, exactly. Kind of thing. Uh, but I don't think they're going to take the super emotional route for this show. Yeah. It, it looks like it's mostly just going to be uh, a, a goofy, with maybe a little bit of touching bits. Nothing yeah. groundbreaking, kind of just checking the boxes along the harem, yeah. harem list. Because, <laughs> and, like... The, the reason why I like quintessential quintuplets so much is because Futuro himself was a character. He wasn't yeah, just... Yeah, the, ma- the main character in the show is pretty boring. Yeah, he's just, like, a nice guy, as far well, as... Well, we his motivation is he wants the money. Mm-hmm. Um, well, which Futuro did as well, but... But, but he, he falls into that uh, trope of, like, Oh, man, these girls are so hot. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting so excited because all these hot girls. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's... He's pretty much every other like a harem protagonist we've seen before, like kind of per like kind of pervy, but not a kind of pervy, but somehow still a nice guy. Um, not the best looking, but not terrible looking either. Yeah, he's just kind of he just kind of feels like another like self insert, yeah, self insert or author insert. Well, it's not they're they're not author insert yeah. inserts. They're meant to be the watcher inserts. Yeah, like let's make this guy as generic as possible so the viewer. Can uh, exactly. self-insert into the situation. Exactly. Uh, could be wrong. It could I mean, be very wrong. Like, I, I'm probably going to keep watching it for now. Yeah. Just to see if uh, if it pans out. And even if it doesn't get any better. Like, I still like these first two episodes. Yeah. It's still a fun watch. Yeah, I might not, uh, like, if if we don't keep talking about this, I might not, like, watch it, like, go keep watching it, like, right away. But it definitely is not something I would completely just dismiss and say, oh, yeah, don't watch that. Like this yeah, if you like the genre, you're probably going to like this show. Exactly. So, last on our list is Yatogame-chan Kensatsu Niki. Um, this series is interesting. Like, I'm sure that I would get a lot more of the jokes if I understood the dialects. Mm-hmm. Because that's pretty much, like, the whole point of this series. Like, it's kind of making fun of just dialect differences. I, I think that Yatogame-chan is ridiculously adorable she is especially she, with the way she says stuff just i can understand the main character why he like the main character's motivation is he wanted to meet a girl that had that like uh because he moved out from tokyo right like yeah, he lives in tokyo like and, he, and he moved out into this area and he's like oh i can't wait to hear someone with that accent or but then but he basically just feels like oh they're just like yeah. people in tokyo it's There's... just a crappier version of tokyo <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> and then he meets this girl who has that kind of outlandish accent of the area and yeah, it just exactly. kind of makes him super excited. Yeah, and he's just, like, in his whole aim is he just wants to try to make her say things in that, like, in mm-hmm. that accent, make her slip up her accent and stuff like exactly. that. Exactly, yeah. It just seems like an adorable, funny, short-form comedy show. Exactly, which, where there's no shortage of that this yeah, season. Yeah, a lot of short-forms, a lot of good short-form stuff this season. Uh, yeah, because we've got uh, this, Joshi Kausei, and uh, Isekai Quartet, just in a couple. But, uh, 
But yeah, this... Like, I'm probably going to keep watching this on the side. Yeah. I don't think we can really talk about it on the show. It's a funny fu- funny little uh, bit to watch each week. Yeah, exactly. Just like, you, it's like you want a couple minutes of laughter? Here you go. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, also, I absolutely love the character design. Oh, yeah. Um, just the little, like, fang mm, yeah. that she has or whatever. It's adorable. That's, and... that's such a common thing. Like, And actually, we have a friend who absolutely hates it when it looks like a flesh tooth. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. It's yeah, just, it's, like, what, it's like, what's with the flesh tooth? It bothers me. Like, I can't not look at it. Mm-hmm. Like, um... I'll get over it eventually, like, after watching it for a few episodes, but just yeah. first seeing, like, um, Layback Camp. Yeah. Uh, one of the characters in that had one. Yeah. Um, it's like, could you guys really not just bother to make it a different color? Yeah, like, I know it's a stylistic choice. But. It just still, annoys me. It's like, okay, flesh tooth. Got it. But, uh, yeah. Not a whole lot to say about it. It's, it's a funny, cute little show. Exactly. I do recommend watching it, though. It's... Yeah, I recommend watching it, too. So anyway, that's going to do it for week two of uh, spring 2019. Yeah. We, it's a pretty chill season, it feels like. Yeah, there's a lot of... This is okay. Yeah. Shows. Like, it, I, I don't see any big uh, blockbuster hits this season. Like, Attack on Titan and... Uh, Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer... Um, and... Like and then fruits basket probably maybe okay. fruits basket yeah, yeah like, because like fruits massive ba- uh, massive appealing shows I mean like yeah Attack on Titan and uh, Demon Slayer I think are really the, the biggest ones that and yeah and then a like, lot and then One Punch Man to a lesser extent because I'm sure people are already disappointed by the art yeah. style it's change the most and, talked about show yeah right exactly. now I think at the moment yeah we're gonna be watching another week of stuff I think around. After we see three episodes of everything, we yeah, will... Yeah, uh, after week... So, that will put us at probably around week three or four when we finally release our, like, what our list for the show, like, for the series for that we're going to be talking about for this season are going to be carrying over. Uh, and then, also, also coming up soon, we are going to be doing our uh, winter 2019 recap. Like, just our review, just basically saying our overall opinions of this of that season and specifically the shows we've watched. Yeah, I think that's... I think everything's done, right? Everything's uh, over? Yeah, everything is over from that season. Yeah, so we can finally get on <laughs> talking yeah. about that. So, yeah, expect that here pretty soon. Maybe either by next week, I am at next week or a couple weeks from now. So, yeah. expect that. So, how are you feeling about this season so far? Uh, All right, let's move on. <laughs> Thank you guys for, uh, for watching this week. Uh, if you have any comments about any of the shows we're talking about, any, uh, any shows that you think we should be watching, uh, yeah, go ahead and... Uh, Leave, leave a comment. A, leave a comment or something. Uh, fo- like, follow us on Twitter, all that fun shit. Ex- mm-hmm. uh, subscribe, like the video, comment, and all that and all that other stuff. If you just want to see more videos like this. Yeah. Anyway, till next time, guys. Take care of yourselves and crew away.